Hello again, this is Wade Johnson with part two of Safe and Effective Terminations. This episode is called WIP, or Work Improvement Program. You will recall when I talk about disciplining employees, I mean that it's holding one to a level of pre-established standards. Discipline, you recall, is the maintenance of pre-established standards or performance of, or behavior. Training that develops character, orderly conduct, and self-discipline. Discipline is the maintenance of pre-established standards through training, conditioning, training, or conditioning that develops self-control, character, and orderly conduct. Now, some of this may sound a bit convoluting, but there's a lot of information that I want to get to you all at one time. Some of it may be a little bit um, redundant, but I think it's necessary to get across what it is that I'm looking for. WIP is a specific disciplinary action designed to change, correct, or improve behavior or performance uh, using a planned structural series of closely supervised monitored training events. So when we put a person in WIP, we're going to put up a program for the person and they're going to agree to it and we're going to monitor it. It refers to any systematic planned progressive activity designed to develop a competency or a self-discipline. Now, when it's apparent that we have a worker who needs attention because performance or behavior has become unacceptable, then we're going to look into this WIP. The supervisor will contact the supervisor's boss. So you'd contact your boss and the HR manager, informing them of the problem uh, that a work improvement program will be implemented for that worker. Now, a WIP usually compasses uh, 60 to 90 days. So, and it can be longer if you need to, but rarely do you, you know within 60 to 90 days if it's going to work. The memo to the boss and HR will outline specific goals, deadline dates for the improvement and or uh, attaining these set goals. The supervisor will outline the plan in a memo, a copy to the worker's personnel file, and the original to the employee during the WIP meeting. I think what I'll do, instead of use the word the supervisor, I'm going to say you. So the last uh, resort before transfer or termination is a work improvement program. So when an employee continuously or consistently demonstrates poor performance, makes mistakes, displays a behavior that's unacceptable, and all previous encouragement and other activities have not brought about the improvement, then it's time to set up a WIP. The program almost always requires a conversion to probationary status, so HR must be in the loop. If the program cannot be repaired, then the probation will lead to transfer or termination uh, and a return to normal status. Three outcomes are possible. Probation to continuation, where an employee can be reinstated in the job or work unit once acceptable performance or behavior is attained or reestablished. Two, probation to transfer. If the employee is normally a contributor and the behavior problem is a result of personality clashes and the employee could serve in the organization better in some other unit, the transfer would be appropriate. If the employee is normally a contributor and the performance problem could not be brought up to acceptable standards and the employee could serve the organization and another unit, then that's the way to go. I, I've had this happen. 
I've had um, people sent to me for transfer because they just couldn't get along in their own organization. So I took them and put them on a WIP at the very beginning of our relationship. And in every case, it's turned out. Now, sometimes when I had an employee that I wanted to transfer to another department, uh, I pretty much had to sell that person to the supervisor. But I always managed and they always came around because I was there to help them. Probation to termination is the number three. If the performance or behavior cannot be improved to acceptable levels and the employee cannot perform effectively in another unit or a job, then termination is the way to go. A WIP works best in a climate of trust. We talked about this before and we'll talk about it again. How people react to proposed work or behavior improvement programs is greatly influenced by the climate of trust that the manager has created in the department. If the manager has established a climate where improvement or experiment or experiment and change are acceptable, employees are more likely to willingly participate in any planned program of behavior or performance change. Here's the first thing you do is you let the employee know what conduct or performance is expected. Now, of course, this is something that should be ongoing, but employees want to know what is considered appropriate conduct and performance and how they're going to be measured against them. And then hold employees accountable for proper conduct or performance. Don't just assume or presume that they already know. Number two, because a lot of things that go on uh, and you don't take some action on it, it it's, that then becomes standard behavior or standard performance. Number two, set reasonable work objectives for your crew. Objectives must be reasonable, obtainable, and measurable. Objectives must include quantity and quality standards. Create conditions that influence morale. Treat people with dignity and respect. Provide training and encouragement to help them develop competence and confidence. Give credit when credit is due and don't hesitate. And be specific. And I'm serious about that. Don't just say you do good work. I don't mean anything. Frank, that was a really good well that you did on that. Uh, John, that was a great paragraph right in here especially. When a person can do better, encourage them, but don't demoralize them. Remove counterproductive annoyances that tend to erode discipline. When you do your walk-arounds and you notice things, if you see counterproductive annoyances, you need to get, them, get rid of them. Do not allow employees to verbally abuse you, other managers, or fellow employees. And do not allow subordinates to challenge your right to be in charge. Number four, for maintaining a disciplined climate is to maintain fair and impartial control. Nothing will do more to undermine the morale of your people and their confidence in you than the feeling that they are being arbitrary and unfair in your treatment of subordinates. And don't allow unsatisfactory behavior or performance to go unchallenged. Don't ignore violations. Teach, don't punish, and control your temper. Do not delay in taking action when it's due. If such a climate is not the norm, WIP can still work. So under what conditions do we employ WIP? Well, when an employee's performance has declined to unacceptable levels and remained there in spite of repeated encouragement. Does this sound familiar? When a new employee's performance has not progressed to entry level, non-competent to competent in a certain period of time, usually the first 60 to 90 days which is a tryout period. So when people first come to work, 
the chances are they don't know how things are done in the organization. They don't know, maybe even don't even know the job. So we put them on a program and we teach them. When employee behavior has created disruptions in the workplace and has continued over a period of time without regard to repeated intervention by you, when new technological or procedure changes have been introduced into the workplace and the employee just cannot catch on. Now, let's be fair. Our objectives with work improvement is to help the employees change or improve behavior or performance. We do not want to terminate or transfer unless there is no other alternative. Number one, and this is the, uh, another number one, and uh, th how do you go about this? Follow up your disciplinary policy uh, or follow your discipline policy. Make, make sure that you understand the progressive discipline policy as it relates to actions to improve behavior or performance. Some corrective discipline policies require a WIP at this stage of the situation and others require it at a later stage. But know what your discipline policy is and then follow that. Number two, conduct an investigation in the work area. Now, we talked about this before or hinted at it anyway. Investigate the work area. You may find that work area is the problem or at least contributes to the problem. Go to the workplace and pay attention to the way employees treat each other. Observe the level of attention given to safety and housekeeping. Look at the training methods employed in the workplace. Is there an effective progressive system that brings employees from entry-level non-competent to competent and from competent to subject matter expert? Spend enough time there to get a good feel of the normal daily operations. Many times, your performance and discipline problems stem from some counterproductive situation that's going on there. Yeah, we've, we've mentioned this before, but it, I need to mention it again. People spend more than a third of their lives in a workplace. It should be enjoyable most of the time. People realize that they can't expect every working hour to be fun. Things go wrong. Situations change. And for the most part, people are willing to tolerate a certain amount of frustration, uncertainty, and belief. Hey, and believe it or not, injustice. When legitimate requests go unnoticed, humans have a tendency to take some action and to make things happen. Number three, document the problem. Define the performance or behavior and how does that impact the operation and the other employees? Then you document the situation. Compare the employee's performance or behavior with established performance standards on the job and clearly indicate where improvement is needed. Number four, set up a training plan. The training plan is developed before meeting with the employee, usually. This plan may be altered during the meeting, but you never go into a developmental meeting without a plan. Clearly state the problem or situation that causes the problem. And then state the desired results. A clear understanding of what needs to be accomplished focuses on results. Employees should clearly state what the results will look like when completed. Detail the steps because they must be accomplished in order to reach this goal. So what are those steps? List them in the proper sequence. Number five, meet with the employee and explain the problem and write up the plan. Now the plan has already been developed, but you're going to have a piece of paper there in your hand and you're going to, as you go through each step, you're going to make notes because the employee needs to get those notes. 
and you keep a copy, of course. Explain problems that have resulted because of the performance or behavior. Point out exactly what the behavior or performance problem is that must be changed. Explain what changes you want to see and why those changes are necessary. Explain the details of the work improvement plan and the methods that you'll use to correct that behavior and how and when it will be measured and what the consequences will be for not making those corrections. Make it clear that the employee's cooperation is essential for objectives to be achieved. Agree on outcomes. What must be different? Cite performance or behavior standards that will result within the probation period and have them repeat it to you. Write the plan as you and your employee develop it and you should know how you want it to work and the level of performance that you want and a date certain for evidence of meeting that criteria. Develop a structured plan with objectives. Now here's, an, here's something for you. When we develop any plan, it has to be SMART, S-M-A-R-T. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. Guidelines. Identify parameters with which you will operate. Establish as few guidelines as possible. Include restriction and degree of decision-making. Make sure there, that there is a clear understanding between you and your employee. Schedules. Identify activity timing. Set up a progressive schedule. Checkpoints. Anticipate the effect of the activity that is delayed. Check in and make sure your people are doing what they are supposed to be doing when they are scheduled to do it. And if they need help, provide it. Have resources. Identify specific physical resources and materials, technical support needed, management support needed, budget requirements, other requirements. To make sure the plan is going to work, we have to organize our resources in order to maximize their effectiveness. This means preparing your people. In some cases, it means talking to other supervisors and having them talk to their employees, especially when your person is doing work that impacts other people. Who are those other people? And what do they need to do? Accountability standards. Standards of performance used to evaluate progress and ultimate results. Time and methods of reporting and follow-up meetings to evaluate and adjust are important. We want this operation to be successful because cooperation flourishes in an atmosphere of success, not failure. Keep an eye on the plan. If several elements are involved, make sure their individual efforts will come together in the right time with agreed-upon standards. Remember, be sure that everyone knows the consequences. Of course, then we put the plan into effect. And then we, have to, we may have to modify the plan as time goes on. The documentation and training plan will be copied to all of your people, the ones that are involved, your employee, uh, personnel files with copies to um, HR. And then follow up daily. Make sure you make those rounds and talk to the person that's in the WIP program. Anytime within this period that you, dis you may discontinue the program and transfer the employee to another job or terminate the employment. If the evidence indicates that improvement cannot be made, if the employee reaches acceptable standards, remove the WIP 
If the employee cannot attain required standards, transfer or terminate. Be sure to document the proceedings, though, for the record. If transfer or termination is a result, notify HR and have the papers ready. But, hey, if the person comes around within those 60, 90 days, you can stop at any time. All right, let's, let's talk about handling a training problem. The emphasis on plan is on skill development. A training plan will include schedule of training events and over a specific time. You have to make sure that the person knows how the job is being done. Step-by-step program. The plan will include performance levels and standards and target dates. Here's an example. Jeffrey's been on the job for four weeks and he has had the typical OJT process but he's not turned in accurate accounts since he's been there. The on-the-job trainer advanced Jeffrey to competent-to-perform status because he's a bright young fellow, and he was sure Jeffrey would eventually catch on. The errors are creating too much of a problem for inventory control, and the shipping supervisor has resorted to having someone double-check all of Jeffrey's work. When Jeffrey's supervisor walked him through the circuit, Jeffrey was unable to function, but had to be promoted at, the, at almost every station. Jeffrey is afraid of losing his job, of course, and he tries hard to be accurate, but the quantity uh, and the time constraints make it too difficult for him. So the supervisor decided to assign an on-the-job training instructor to Jeffrey exclusively for 30 days. He required a detailed step-by-step process for each activity performed and each station in the circuit. He required a checkoff list for each station for 10 days. He required an oral knowledge test at the end of each day. The test would be graded. The training instructor, Jeffrey, and the supervisor would reach each day's training schedule and test. The situation here was he just couldn't catch on, no matter what. So they had to find another place for him. All right. Okay. Well, that ought to do it for this time. I'll be back with uh, some more later on. Listen, if you if you need to, if you have some questions that you want to talk to me about, you can send me an email. My email address is l-w-a-d-e-j-o-h-n-s-o-n at comcast.net. I get those emails and I will answer them. And uh, if there's any other situations you'd like me to cover on these podcasts just let me know and hey go go on amazon.com slant books slant lawrence wade johnson and buy one of those management books so until then the next time this is wade johnson good day